Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk exhaling fat, banana power, and the new gang started by Will I Am. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. Let's get it started. <laughs> anyway, what's up, guys? We are back, starting it off fresh with a little, uh, a little Fergie and Will I Am. Let's do it. Uh, what's up, guys? My name is Shaka Smith, and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host. What's up, guys? My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And we are back on the Fit Club with some really uh, interesting stories, some great knowledge to drop on you guys, and uh, just to talk and chalk it up. Uh, how you been? Um, good. Good? Uh-oh. I think so. Uh-oh, yeah. you making it through? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I mean, when stre- when I get a little stressed, I want some chicken wings, but I'm, I'm trying to resist. Gonna hit the heavy bag. You've been, what, you've been boxing, right? I've been boxing. I've been doing boot camp. I've been doing um, CrossFit. Man. Um, I, I took a break off of running because I did the marathon, so I'm, you know... How was the marathon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um... The marathon was crazy. So you finished. I finished. Okay, yes. Um, apparently, the people who, who run the marathon or walk the marathon or whatever you do, people who actually do the marathon, there's only one percent of the population worldwide that yeah. have actually done a marathon. Okay. So I'm a, a part of the elite. Yeah. What they don't tell <laughs> so I'm a part of the elite. So what it. they don't tell you, it's actually really surreal. So. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I first, the, the, you have to be there at 4 o'clock in the morning, which is kind of crazy at Dodger Already, Stadium. Already, yeah. yeah like, that's wow. already a thing. Um, so I made sure I went to bed early. I, you know, I, I carb load, which I probably really didn't even need to do. Um, <laughs> got there. Um, I ran for, I ran with uh, World Vision. which So we had like a little team. And like, you know, it's better to do it with a group, yeah. especially for charity. Kind of made it a little bit less, you know. Like, yeah, it's not about me. It's yeah, about what other I'm doing people. With my life. Yeah. Um, so the gun goes off. The professionals go, then they have these hand bike people go. Um, the moment the gun goes off, which you, which you guys, some of you guys may or may not know. So I have a lot of injuries from, from track, from football, all the good stuff. They two, all hit it once. Yeah, two, no, two tore hamstrings, all this stuff. I had some chronic, chronic back, uh, back issues that's happened, that's been around for years. Um, mile one, my lower back starts acting up, and I'm like, crap, like, yeah, like- if. If I continue going, then if it locks up, I'm a wrap. Like, I can't move. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I, I kind of scaled back, started walking. Plus, going out to Dodger Stadium, there's a whole... LA's hilly, but you wouldn't know that because you drive all the way yeah. everywhere. It's really hilly if yeah. you're trying to walk this stuff. So finally get there. Um, my Something in my brain before I left my house at 3 o'clock in the morning told me to take um, these back cane muscle relaxer pills. Yeah. Just to take them with me to carry in my little pouch. Yeah. Took one of them and, you know, walked for maybe about half an hour. Back was fine. So yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, got maybe mile 10, mile 10, 15. Ooh, that's mile 15. That's when you start to really think. Yeah. Well, I never, the whole thing is I think being an athlete, you never, the quit is not in you. Yeah. Especially getting to, you know, that far as far as being an athlete. Um, what they don't tell you is it gets surreal from mile 15 to maybe like mile 22. Um, once you've decided that you're not going to quit, all you want to yeah. do is just keep moving. Yeah. Um, you're, it's like your mind goes into an alternate universe. And this is not, this is not like a me thing. I actually spoke to a lot of folks who won the yeah, marathon. It's like it's runner's same, high times 10. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a runner's high. It's yeah. your mind goes to this alternate universe and you actually start talking to your, talking to your former selves. <laughs> oh so God. I felt like I was actually on a, like a psychiatrist couch <laughs> and my 17 year old self, like I ran away from home when I was 17, not to strip or anything. I yeah. ran away from home, Canada, the US, and I was, Literally in the mind of my 17-year-old self. Not thinking about, oh, I shouldn't make all these decisions. It's literally like I'm running and it's an autopilot because, you know, you're just 
you're going to be running for a lot more miles yeah. and your mind takes you to somewhere else where you're literally like kind of breaking down what I did when I was 17, what I did when I was 23 and all these points in my life where, you know, I made these huge life changes right before they happened, but in the mind of that person at that age. Wow. It's surreal. That was surreal, yeah. I'm sure. And it's a lot of marathoners talk about that. Like, we, I thought it was just me. Well, I heard there was a theory, funny enough, um, and it actually kind of relates to our first story, is mm-hmm. that that you actually store a lot of, like, drugs, um, whether it's actual illicit drugs or chemicals from food in uh-huh. your fat. Uh-huh. And that as you work out and that fat's getting burned, uh-huh. that it, it will release into your bloodstream and you will actually get some of the effects of all these past toxins, uh, whether it's drugs or things in the uh-huh. food, that will kind of come into your body. And that's why you get this runner's high. But, you know, maybe by mile 20, it's something even oh, yeah, more than a high. Yeah, there, there, was no, there, was, there, was, there was no runner's high. Like, I wish I did. Um, unfortunately, I think the last runner's high I had is right before I, um, I injured some, a part of my foot in like six weeks ago but it was definitely a good experience I definitely um, for people who say they can't do it or shouldn't do it or don't want to do it I recommend doing it because you really like I wrote in my Instagram post you really your body your body and your mind are capable of so much more than we give it and them credit for so again like even like I'm not a marathoner by any chance. I walked and run, you know, I ran most of it, walked some of it. But the fact that I completed it of is, course. you know, Huge. a fair thing. So. Wait, okay, so now even with this first story, do you, did you lose weight? Oh, my the God. The next day? Like, I, mean, um, I would almost think like, you would. It's, you know what? I really, I should have I should have weighed myself. Cause Just I, from the day one to yeah. day two. Um, from after the marathon to that point, um, because I do like a weekly weigh-in, I should have weighed in right after that, but yeah. I was my body was so just torn yeah, up. Yeah, you're not even thinking. Um, <laughs> I think it was like around six pounds. Wow. That I still have off. Yeah. Because it's just like I didn't go into like, oh, my God, I'm done the marathon. Let yeah, me eat gonna... like, you know, every pasta. You I might have even do. lost more between that Probably, Day. probably between like muscle and, and 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 fat and stuff like that. It was definitely one of those things where I was trying. I never felt like I was I was hungry or any of that stuff. What I did one one last thing about it. It was really another thing that you do experience is, um, if you're not an emotional person, you become super <laughs> emotional. <laughs> you got to dig deep. Yeah, yeah you got to dig deep. But it's also like you have the volunteers who kind of give you the Gatorade yeah. and stuff like that. But the people in L.A. Shout out to you, you folks because. There's folks that didn't have to. And they're on the they're, side. They're on, they have the signs. They didn't need to draw the signs. There's one guy which, like, I almost like, literally teared up. You say by mile 24, it must be, like, just yeah. beautiful to see people it's supporting just, you. Yeah, supporting just random people. And they didn't have to do that on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, like, there's one guy, is a Jewish guy. Like, I, never, I, I remember his face in particular. He was by himself. Um, you could see it's like the whole fields was across the street. He had this like brown grocery bag. He had like, you know, I think maybe two six packs of like Gatorade and the spray that's supposed to like loosen up your muscles. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. Like he literally just and it was just like, oh, my God, like I'm getting goosebumps. You get some it. good humans. Yeah. It's, out. Yeah. There's there's hope in humanity. Yeah. That's that's what, it, you know, so it's definitely like almost shed a tear. And I'm like, TK, we don't. We, we got to keep we don't going. Do yeah, we, we don't do that. And, so. and before you, you saw this first story, did you know where your fat went? When you when you're running these kind of races or losing weight, um, I thought from what I heard is that the fat cells like shrink. So unless you like lipo them out, yeah, um, fat cells they just become smaller or they become bigger based off of you know your what you eat and all this yeah. other stuff. And I'd, I'd heard that too, and then I've also heard fat is converted to energy. I've I've um, heard different things, and it, it turns out they're all wrong. Oh, um, and it, interesting yeah, about this one, um, not even a study, it's just sort of you know the actual where fat goes, but they surveyed. 
100 health professionals. So mm. not random people, health professionals. 98% of people didn't know where it went. They said energy. They said it becomes muscle, um, which we've heard before. Um, but it actually turns into carbon dioxide and water. Uh, so when you have uh, that, if your fat in your body gets turned into, you actually exhale most of it. Right. And the rest goes into your bloodstream and comes out as water. Um, so if it's 10 pounds of fat, mm-hmm. you're going to lose 8.4 pounds in carbon dioxide and 1.6 pounds in water. Hmm. So okay. I thought that was interesting. And every carbohydrate you have, every alcohol and every protein right. goes the exact same process. So what you, when you what reaches your actual colon undigested is fiber. Right. Um, and then I think the protein will also break down some other things in your urine as well. So then if you gain weight, do you just create more cells than like fat cells? Uh, yeah. I think I, from what this is saying, it's additional fat cells. You, you, there's fat that's gone and then there's right. fat that's there. I don't know. I don't know about that because one. Because it, it, it makes sense because to say that you have this fat cell just happens to get smaller, like right. people would have different size fat cells, I would think. Well, yeah, because... So then there would be some people that simply cannot get thin, which, which no, we've no, never no. seen. No, no, not, no. Not, not, not the, the fat cells wouldn't get thin. They, the fat cells shrink. Because when people get liposuction, say they get liposuction in their stomach, right? Yeah. Those fat cells, there's less fat cells, well, right? They're they removing to, them. Yeah. yeah, and they were to gain weight the weight typically doesn't gain in that area where you had liposuction. It would just gain in the rest of the areas. That's what I've been... Well, that's yeah, what yeah. And yeah. so that would make sense that the fat is not just a cell that's shrinking. It's, it, can be, it can go anywhere. Well, so, but quite interesting. So you actually exhale most of the CO2. Be peeing out a lot of these fat cells. <laughs> um, but the the great part about it is, so breathing more doesn't help because you know people are like, oh well, if I'm going to exhale, let me just exhale more. And <laughs> well, then, then lay on the bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. So out. hyperventilation is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but just moving your muscles. So the only way to increase your CO2 production is to move your muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good news is, just getting up and getting dressed um, doubles your metabolic rate. Um, going on a walk or cooking or vacuuming will triple your metabolic rate. Right. Um, so that, that that is the short and the long on it. And I would I would almost use that question as a test for who I'm going to hire um, to help me work with my, you know, my body. Yeah. So exactly where does the fat go? If you don't know, I don't want to work with you. But I wonder, though, because, like that seems so basic as far as getting up and, and getting dressed. Like, I mean, I think well, a lot your, of... It just doubles your, your resting metabolic rate. Yeah, be, okay. Because it just seems like... Uh, maybe when you get to a certain point, as far as like, say, if you have been working out and you're trying yeah. to lose the rest of that weight, then your body there's other factors in the mix. Because then, if that were the case, then a lot of people would be, you know, a little bit more. Well, no, they're still. Well, they're still. Skinnier. No, they're still taking in more food, though. They're still mm-hmm. eating more. Um, so. But if you start off the day and you decide you're going to actually have a good balanced diet, yeah. um, you know that just getting up, um, doing that is going to triple your metabol- metabolic rate. Yeah. And in that way, you start having to watch the amount of food you eat. So any diet, if you burn more than you take in, you're going to lose weight right. with. Um, but it's just good to know exactly where the fat goes and maybe how to kind of increase that that rate is to kind of just work your muscles. So Kudos to that. So interesting and some good news. Um, another interesting uh, story especially now that we're in the heat of a lot of sports championships. We've got NCAA thing mm-hmm. going on. Um, but what they found is a study out of NYU looked at sports sponsorships from ads um, on television to YouTube right. ads, um, and they found that three-fourths of the food ads and half the drink ads actually promote high-calorie sugary products. Well, I mean, yeah, because they want you to sit down. Yeah, but it's weird that, that you would see that during the sports stuff. You would think that people that are watching NBA or watching the NFL, and they looked at like all these major organizations right. – um, 
would be like, well, kind of more fit minded at the time. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. no, but think think about it. Have you watched uh, Have you watched March Madness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you you actually sat down and watched all the games? No, like exactly. This, yeah, neither have I. <laughs> people who who have time to not even have time. People, yeah, one people who have time to watch all the games. They're they're probably not as active. Yeah. Because it's just like that; those games are a couple hours long. Yeah. Right. Then you then you watch the post and the pre. That's uh, four or five hours. True. So people who te- typically are at, like t- people who are typically active tend don't have the time to watch all those games. They might get it, you know, snippets. They might watch it on ESPN or they might watch one particular game that they're rooting for. But the people who sit down and watch a whole Sundays of football is probably not the person well, who's super active. Well, the tr- but that you mentioned that is the worrisome part about this is that they actually rank these in terms of viewers that were under 18 because they really want to see oh, who were wow. being targeted. And so when yeah. you're under 18, you're at home, so you, you actually probably don't have much to do. <laughs> like when I, you know, or at least in terms of watching. I watched a lot more games when I was like a kid in high school. Yes, um, I didn't. And but, so, but it still shows you that they're pushing this stuff and yeah. the, a lot of this target audience are children under 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are a couple of interesting tips to kind of talk to your kid about this because one of them is letting them know that there's a difference between your favorite NFL star endorsing a product on television mm-hmm. and like what they actually do or believe um, behind closed doors, which is something I never differentiated um, with in my mind when I was a kid. Right. Well... I mean, again, you have to take in the fact that the NFL player who was eating the Cheetos, yeah. one, they're, they're in their early to late 20s, yeah. so their metabolism is super high. Yeah. So they can, like, I remember when I was running track, we, we used to individually, four girls used to order, uh, I think it was the Little Caesars pizzas, $5, because uh-huh. we, we were broke in college, <laughs> and we would eat the, the pizza pie ourselves. Oh, yeah. And I was I was a sprinter, you know, at the top of my game. Yeah. So, but I was able to do that because I was training six hours a day. So, I mean, of course, it's you know, in the long run, it might not work well for the body, but you have to. I think a lot of people who are not are not affiliated with athletes or are not athletes don't know that they're actually putting a lot of work. Therefore, they can afford to eat. That's yeah, until your metabolism slows down. Or they may not even eat it. They might just be taking the paycheck. Right. And when you're five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, you don't realize that. And I think it's a conversation I think parents don't even think to have with their mm-hmm. kids because they don't even realize it. It's something I didn't realize until I read this article. I was like, oh, wow, because it is true when I was a kid. I would be like, I'm having what he's having because yeah. it works. you know. So he ate three McDonald's cheeseburgers. I'm going to have that. Popeye's every morning. Um, yeah. So it's super important to talk to our kids. Um, and then also use that time to have that conversation and let them know what healthy food actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was just staggering results. 76% of food is unhealthy and 52% of the drinks. And interestingly enough, the reason they don't promote the water is because the profit margin is not as great with water. And water is more expensive, though. Huh? Water typically be, is, typically tends to be more expensive than soda. Well, they're saying that the water, the profit margin on water is is less than the profit margin on sugary drinks. So, yeah. so the sugary drinks might be even cheaper to to get to yeah. get out. And apparently, there's no loyalty with water. And I thought about that, and I said, you know what? I think that's true. Yeah. No. Like you know, you know, if you like root beer, and you know, if you like A and W versus yeah. your Coca Cola. But I'm not that married to Fiji. If I yeah. have to get another water, I'll get it. You yeah. Know? Unless it's um, what's the other one that people are? There's another like water where like super fit people are. Yeah. Always talking about uh, there's core. I mean, now there's just so the many. Core, it's like the type of water. Um, um, well, you mean alkaline? Yeah, yeah, alkaline. yeah everyone's like getting that's, alkaline. That's, the, like yeah. the, that's like the new thing. But yeah, I can definitely. I, I I see what you're saying with that because yeah, you're right. Nobody's. And, no one's like I'm not gonna have. So that's probably why water is more expensive because yeah. nobody really buys the water. Yeah, and so so um, so that's maybe the the reason it's happening. But at the same time, 
we should be hopefully peddling better, healthier right. foods to our kids. Well, that's the thing too. If you peddle it, and again, I'm not a parent, so yeah. don't come for me. But I think if you peddle the the healthier food to the kid um, from the beginning, like I had a, a former friend. Her daughter never had a piece of candy ever, and her daughter was, I think, about five or six at that time. Yeah. Um, like she, the daughter asked for broccoli and asked for like these this healthy stuff. So I think if you don't introduce it to the kid, because it's literally up to you. Yeah, yeah. Of like course. you're it, the kids crawl. The kid at a month old can't ask for Cheetos. Yeah. So I think if you don't introduce that stuff to the kids until they can actually like they have some form of opinion or something yeah. like that, then they wouldn't necessarily know to ask for it. Yeah, so, and you talk to them about why it is they're eating that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting because uh, Will I Am actually has now kind of gone on this vegan diet, Mm -hmm. but he started something called the V-Gang. And we're going to have to take a look at this video by Will I Am. Um, But yeah, I think it really speaks to uh, what they are doing with the sports and sponsorships and making sure that uh, we get healthier food out there and we know exactly what's in our food. Mm -hmm. uh... So we should be pulling that up any moment now. Almost waiting for it. (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll wait. Uh, we'll wait on that video for um, right. from what I am. But in the meantime, we'll cover uh, the new uh, rage behind bananas. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, wait. Here we go. Before we get there, we'll, we'll pull this up right now. I would go to sleep and wake up tired. That's because my body was processing God knows what type of crazy, wicked shit that was approved. So in going vegan, I realized that there is like this militia. There is a a force, a dark force out there that is that's doing a very good job of keeping us all sick. Your body makes acid to break down mucus. The mucus is created because you're eating things that you shouldn't be eating. And there's a pill for it. And they're doing a good job beating us all up, both on nutrition, giving us, you know, the wrong information on what's good for us and what's healthy for us, and then providing us some magical little pill. So I wanted to posse up. And create a gang yeah. called V-Gang. And that's this vigilante approach to like self-help, self-medication, working out, being conscious of what you put in your body and what you give back um, to society. And that is the V-Gang. For many years, I would go okay. to sleep so, and wake up tired. So yeah, so it, it's nice to, to hear that. And I think you have to almost take that attitude um, towards your health and nutrition, especially when you have these ads coming at you. Right. When you're... Nine and eight. So you do have to you really posse up and your parents got to posse up and make sure um, that you're getting those r- correct messages. I mean, I love that. Yeah. Like, I'm not hating on it, but we were actually talking about that on TMZ, I think, two days ago where, yeah. you know, they, the, the, the majority, I believe, these maybe two or three vegans um, that are on the show, myself included, and the rest of them was like, no, it's not happening. I want to eat meat. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it almost feels like... Um, the newborn Christian, like they finally mm-hmm. discovered Jesus and they want everybody to turn to Jesus, yeah. which is fine, but their approach is just so harsh yeah. that it literally turns people off from actually the word. Yeah. So I, I feel like I'm preaching yeah, the vegan. Right. Um, but I feel like with that, it's like we vegans and healthy people and health professionals have to almost lead lead by example. Yeah. Like, of course, a lot of them go, or a lot of us, or we go hardcore and those, that type of stuff, but maybe it's like we can also show for the folks who do eat healthy, but they eat fried chicken once in a while, yeah. they can show that on social media. Yeah. Or, you know, for the folks who are vegan, they can show that they're actually, you know, beyond more than just a vegan. Yeah. So, we'll and, see. But, but it's just one of those things. Just last... Uh, Maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, 12,000 doctors wrote a letter to the U.S. government because the U.S. government, have you heard about this, has partnered with Pizza Hut? 
Yeah, well, I mean, this is... But, what, no, but what, have you heard about this? No, they, I haven't heard from it. They partnered with Pizza Hut so that Pizza Hut can now provide... 25% more cheese on uh, on their pizzas for 6,000 of their locations. Yeah, for dairy. But the government still tells you, limit your saturated fat, limit mm-hmm. your cholesterol. But now pizza in 6,000 locations will have 25% more cheese Yeah, it sounds pizza. like um, a lot of stuff. You saw what, what the hell. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of that stuff. Like, I'm, I definitely believe that, you know, we're a culture where, you know, eat all the food and then there's a pill for it when, you know, again, this might be a little bit preachy, but our bodies were created to handle pretty much everything. So if we come to a point where our body can't, you know, get that virus or whatever, then obviously there's something wrong that we're putting in our body because our body's like a car. And it's happening so rapidly. Um, What is it? We have 35% of children are overweight Mm -hmm. and another 26% are obese. That's over half of our children are either obese or overweight. Um, and this is uh, data from 2016. It's probably even greater now. Yeah, because remember, well, I don't know, but when I was growing up, there's only one fat kid. There's always one, and it wasn't even fat. There's one chubby girl and one chubby boy yeah. in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. That was like the norm. Now, like, I do stuff, speaking engages for schools, and I'm like, okay, this yeah. is. This is, is there a, yeah, is there physical education? Is there yeah. health education? Um, so. But good for Will I Am, and uh, I'm glad to see he's a uh, he's on the vegan. So are you train. part of the V gang? Yeah, I'm part of the V gang, okay. man. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be pretty radical soon. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have another great story on the power of bananas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually start adding bananas into my diet as mm-hmm. a result of this story. Okay. Um, this great study showed that bananas actually had um, a similar action to a COX-2 inhibitor. Um, basically, what happens during your workout is your COX-2 mRNA is mm-hmm. what's activated. And if you're able to repress this, that's been associated with reduced inflammation, mm-hmm. um, the per- reduced perception of pain, just as uh, ibuprofen works. This is mm-hmm. what ibuprofen does um, to your body. So they're finding that the banana has the same sort of action as ibuprofen. Okay. And if you want to know how much banana, because this, this was important to me, um, you want to do this in carbohydrates. So you want to get 0. 0.4 grams carbohydrates of banana per kilogram of body weight. So is that like half the banana? So if you're, I don't, I, I have not. Oh, you did do the <laughs> I calculations. Not, I haven't extrapolated it yet, but uh-huh. for those at home, it's 0. 0.4 grams of banana for one kilogram, uh, for per kilogram of your okay. body weight. And then you have to figure out how many bananas. Yeah, I don't think you should. I don't think you could go wrong with having a banana a day. Yeah, it sounds. Well, we've been told a lot, at least for me in the fitness industry, people said stay away from bananas because they're so sugary. Yeah, Um, but but it's natural sugar though. Natural sugar, and they're finding that the sugar content bananas, when they actually did the study, they measured it against a similar sugary drink that's like a sports drink. Right, and they found they had all the good benefits of having that sports drink during your workout too, of recovery and reduced inflammation. Yeah, but it would make sense. I guess this is another like government thing and also a marketing thing that if, for instance, they're saying, oh, well, don't have the banana because it has too much sugar. And it's like... But, but it's, you still want to have from, a sports but, drink. Yeah, but it's it's from the ground. Yeah. Like it's the fact that it's bad for you. Like even when they said that about avocados, like they're high in fat. Yeah. The fact that it's bad for you doesn't make any sense. But then you should sub- substitute it with Splenda. your process. Thing, like yeah. that doesn't make that. I mean, again, and I've and I've also fallen prey to that you know thing before. But you know when I look at it, it's like the the. 
the natural the better. When I'm doing yeah. grocery shopping, I try to keep it as natural as possible. Keep it to the outside of the yeah. aisles. And yeah. you know, you're you're good to go. A lot of like even the salsa that I make, I'll try to make it you know fresh and all this other stuff. But you know, again, I'm single with no kids, so life is a little <laughs> bit easier for me. But we're gonna we're gonna have to actually bring on another friend of mine, Marley Ficalora, on. So mm. he's doing this vegan challenge. He's a vegan, lifelong vegan, mm. but he's doing this challenge. It was supposed to be like 30 days, but I think he's like on his hundredth day, mm-hmm. um, where he only shops on the outside of the grocery store. So everything is like nuts or beans or legumes. Yeah. Um, doesn't shop any processed food. Mm-hmm. And I, I went on one shopping trip with him. And I, was, I made a meal that like lasted me for three, four days and yeah. was delicious. And it was like maybe $3. Yeah. Because um, that dry goods are actually pretty cheap. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's a, that's another myth that people say. It's like, oh, well, it's too it's too expensive to eat. Yeah. It's too expensive to be vegan. It's too expensive to eat healthy. Yeah. If you're in the Midwest, I definitely understand the vegan thing. But yeah. yeah. But uh, as far as the healthy part. Yeah. No. I mean, it's not. Again, I think the whole thing is like the food tends to spoil because it's real food yeah um it tends to spoil a lot longer so you can't keep it in your fridge for two weeks but again if you're buying every two or three days as far as lettuce or whatever then you don't need to because you're actually eating the food which is healthy for you so yeah. it makes it makes sense and if you, yeah, it's actually cheaper because you tend to try to buy what you can eat because you start to get better at gauging right. what you can eat and also might help with your budget too so, um, but I thought that was, that was a great study. So I'm actually going to start doing probably, well, once I figure out exactly how much banana, if it's something ridiculous, it's not going to happen. But, uh, 50 it, ban- bananas. Yeah, yeah. If it's about a banana or two bananas, I'm going to start incorporating this into my diet. Uh-huh. And I'll report the changes here. Okay. Did you do any bananas on your marathon? Um, There were, but I'm really funky with, speaking of, you know, humanity is great, but I'm really funky with, they were handing out bananas and oranges, yeah. but they were handing out sliced oranges. Um, uh. <laughs> I any any type of open fruit anywhere. Like I don't do salad bars. I don't do any of that stuff. If I can't see you physically cut that piece of fruit in, because you need vision, to know. I need to. Well, it's not even that person. It's all the airborne stuff. Yeah, so you yeah. might be cutting the cutting up the fruit, and then cousin Mickey over there is hacking up a lung, yeah. and then it's flying onto the fruit because yeah. the fruit's very porous. So yeah. I'm again, I didn't mean to gross anybody, but I'm very. So they were handing out bananas, but it was like cut in half bananas, which means that it was exposed. Didn't touch You're any like, of that. No, I'm yeah, good. I was. I, I stuck. I stuck to the great the Gatorade, which you know still was because it was cups, but I yeah. can still you know roll with that and um, the water. Okay, but nice. I tried to another thing. If you are doing the marathons, don't have them because they have them. At, I think every two miles. Yeah. I didn't start drinking the Gatorade or the water until mile. 12. Did you eat anything during this thing? Um, Some people do like a waxy maze. Just um, did I have breakfast? I can't remember what I had. No, I didn't. I, oh, actually, I um, actually went to, uh, had those like Gatorade little jelly thingies. Yeah. I think it's like a carb thing, but I yeah. literally didn't have that until, it. actually, I'm lying. I didn't have it until <laughs> as I was driving home from the race. Oh. Because I had trained myself up until like without any water um, and food up until about 12 miles. Yeah. So I knew, and training wise, when I train, I try not to have water because I just, it's a whole football thing. Yeah. Um, but I got to about, yeah, mile 10 or 12 before I actually started having Gatorade. And I said, I think I had Gatorade like every oh, wait. four miles. Yeah, and bathroom, I forgot to ask. So you just didn't have to use That's the bathroom. That's another reason why I didn't. Oh, do, yeah, I used it once. And it actually, thankful, shout out to the, to the firefighters out there. Yeah. The firefighters along the way, they actually had the stations open. Okay. So I don't do porter potties for so obvious reasons. So you dipped reasons. into a fire station? So I dipped into a fire station. Oh, and I went okay. once that whole thing. But yeah. again, it's, you know, if you train yourself, and again, I'm. Didn't, didn't do it in two hours. I think I did it in six hours and 30 or 40 minutes. Um, if you train yourself and your body, then you're you're good. So I yeah. knew up to about 12 miles, I was good as far as didn't need any water, didn't need any Gatorade, didn't need any restroom. I think I did, I think it might have been mile 17 that I went to the restroom, but I went once. Okay, wow. Yeah. 
That's some endurance. <laughs> Just, you know, body body knows. And again, I'm grossed out about a lot of things, so not doing the porta potty. Yeah, you're like I'm gonna hold it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and our last story is actually uh, another good one: exercise preventing dementia. But even in middle age, um, they looked at about 191 women over 44 years. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if the researchers <laughs> had to do the research on themselves to see whether or not they got dementia on the mm-hmm. way. Um, but between 1968 and 2012. Um, okay. That's just a long time. Mm-hmm. I would just not want to even be a part of that study. Uh, <laughs> well, they're paying you. Out yeah, I guess, right? Um, but they found that women that had the lowest amount of cardio fitness suffered from 32, 32% of them developed dementia versus the women that had the highest amount, um, and they were 5%. Uh, um, 5% of them de- developed dementia. Right. So it was quite a difference. And, of course, 88%... So basically, the eighty-eight percent were less likely to develop dementia if they were um, car- very fit cardio-wise right. in middle age, mm-hmm. and it also found that there was a nine-year gap between this group and the medium group um, between the onset of dementia. So it was nine years later if you were from medium fit to high fit. Yeah, um, which I thought was just amazing. So I guess the gap was probably even bigger for the low, um, from the low fit to the high fit yeah. group. But what I thought was great was that this can start even in middle age. Yeah, I w- I wonder too if. Um a couple of things because now we're back then in the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, like, you know, maybe it was like the, I know there's always some type of fitness trend, but it feels like the people who are, are fit and who do work out are fitter than their parents and their parents' parents. Yeah. So, but however, like you we were saying in, in the previous story that, you know, there's more obese kids. Yeah. I'm wondering um, the people who've been fit, you know, or, you know, try to be fit for the majority of their life, how far as far as if there's going to be an onset of it, if at all, or are they going to pretty much die first before the dementia happens? Yeah. And then also how food affects us because now the food was more natural yeah, in the yeah, 70s. Yeah. Now even like our vegetables and stuff like that has the pesticides and all that other stuff, even the meat has the steroids, how that's going to affect it. So there's yeah. a lot of like factors and elements that... Well, yeah, because they're, say- they're saying it shows strong association but not causation right. because there are all these factors that it's just hard to account for. Yeah. Um, so it's a strong association but, again, not causation, but I'm going to take it to the positive and, you know, well, continue I mean, to work out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, again, it's, if you take it, take it as a positive, continue to work out, and if you die, at least you look great in the coffin. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's how I put it. And, we, you know, we always try to bring some great stories here, so hopefully you guys will – Follow us on iTunes, like us, subscribe. Um, we really appreciate it. But someone else we'd really love here is our very own Maria Menunos, And she's got a wonderful podcast that we've got to talk about. Uh, yes. Want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life for those who do. Have you got the podcast? We have got podcast for you. Ooh. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Conversations with Maria Menunos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrities and influencers interviews along with secrets and tips on how to better how to be better in all aspects of life from health or and wellness feels like you should be have you been on the show no I haven't we gotta talk Marina like I gotta have a little conversation like, yeah I know um, you bring some bananas yeah. um, from health and wellness to career relationships finances and more let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted yeah, I've always wanted a big sister. Yeah, yeah big Would brother be nice. too. Yeah, I know. Um, just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria know that we yeah. sent you. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition. Check it out.
Yeah, I love it. She's always got like it's always having like a master class, but from different areas and different yeah. walks of life. So um, you can always tune in and catch something different with. Yeah, it's like you know what Oprah would have done is she kept the show, but she doesn't kept the show. So like you want to go to Maria? Yeah, don't you knows... don't you miss the Oprah show too? Oh, yeah, I know. So. Oprah. <laughs> uh, do we have, do we have any news like any celebrity news out of TMZ? Who's fit? What's Khloe Kardashian up to? Oh my gosh, we did have a story, but um, actually, well, yeah, we were there. Let me talk about this guy because we're actually both there, so you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> nice. um, so we actually bumped onto the red carpet, or I was on the red carpet doing some interviews. Shaka is a superstar, so you know <laughs> he didn't need to do any of that. Um, Queen Sugar. Oh yes, we we are back. I'm on Queen Sugar. Hopefully, you guys tune in soon. You're on Queen Sugar. Well, no, not the show, the after show. Oh. Right, here, right here, right here. The after show. I was show. like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, Kofi. Yeah, Sorbet. Kofi is Yeah. Super hot. Yeah, we, we had him on Queen Sugar first season. Hopefully, we'll get him on this show, but we'll, um, we're going to definitely try to get him yeah, back please, on Queen please Sugar. Yeah, get him on, on um, the show. But very does, he, does, does he work out? Yeah, yeah, he works out. And, and he, we talked a little bit about how he tries to keep his diet good when he's on set. Uh-huh. Um, so, so uh, as far as TMZ, the, the last thing or one of the things, um, Jennifer Lopez and her boyfriend, Alex Rodriguez, I believe it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's um, some they, wedding bells potentially. Right? Potentially, yeah. I definitely think it's going to go. Um, they just seem – if it doesn't, I'll be really shocked. But they actually just bought a condo. Um, I believe it's for 1.5. I have to get the million. I have to get the numbers for you. However, um, there was a workout video that came out of both of them working out at UCLA's track. Oh, wow. They were actually doing kind of CrossFit-esque type stuff. Um, they were doing burpees. They were doing pull-ups. They were doing sleds. They were doing the stairs. So, I mean – and uh, JLo's – 45 yeah, oh, And ish. looks amazing. They I think both, she's a little bit older and yeah, she looks great. They both look absolutely is, amazing. Is he super in shape still? Yeah, he's super in okay, shape. Cool. He's definitely super in shape. I mean, I, I'm always a fan of J-Lo. Um, so they, they both look absolutely amazing, but that's the type of work that they put in. Again, yeah. I know everybody's going to say they're rich and they have chefs. Oh, no, and all but, you still, but you still... I mean, we see other wealthy celebrities who don't look like that. Yeah. So you know that it's not just money. It's still mindset and still work. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, kudos to them for sure. Um, I mean, there's Wait, so can many... You, can you get J-Lo on the program? Can you work can on I this? Can I get J-Lo yeah, on the program? Yeah, work on it. Look, if I get J-Lo on the program, then I probably won't be on this program. <laughs> I ask J-Lo for a job so I can travel with her and work out with her because she's amazing. So, I mean, definitely... I'm actually some hot shots of Lady Gaga. Um, it was her birthday. Is either today or yesterday. I believe it's today because I didn't see those yesterday. She looks amazing too. She looked amazing. Did you see her documentary on um, no, Netflix? No, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I heard it's it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, there's like the one scene where she's just talking and she doesn't have a top on. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Lady Gaga. That's she Gaga. looks amazing. Um, I've, from what I gather from the documentary and a couple other interviews, she kind of cleaned up her, her health a little bit and because um, she suffers from something. Can't remember what it is. Um, but she suffers from something where she couldn't... Um, one, a hip injury and another something else that's kind of in the body um, where she had to lay out, lay down and oh, the massage wow. therapist literally had to come and massage like all her muscles because she would tighten up so much. Yeah. Um, but these pictures look absolutely amazing. Um, my bad for not sending y'all, but you do Google it, go on TMZ. It's literally on the front cover of the, of the page. So nice. And we had, we had Venus Williams who's made a nice little quarterfinal run in the Miami Open. Um, she suffered from Sjogren's Syndrome mm-hmm. and she's, I'm pretty sure it's just a strict vegan diet. Um, she did lose today to another American, but um, she's made a deep run and she's, what, 36? And so she's doing really well. Well, her and Serena. Serena's made yeah. a comeback. I mean, Serena, I guess she didn't really think. I think she thought she was going to be like Flojo because when Flojo ha- popped out her baby, and obviously she's passed away, when Flojo popped out her baby, she just went into running again. But Flojo was probably what? At the time, maybe 20s? Mm, 
Cause, no, late late twenties, maybe yeah, early thirties. Yeah, so yeah, Serena's really done She's it a like little bit 34, later. Thirty four, thirty five. I think Serena's. Yeah, thirty five. Yeah, but I mean, still kudos to her. Her daughter. Oh, is she's yeah, I mean, absolutely gorgeous. And um, back she, on tour. And yeah, she's, yeah, she posts stuff on Instagram all the time. She works out quite often, so yeah. I mean, definitely. And then also Queen Sugar, um, Rutina. Oh yeah, another one. I need to find one. out her. Is she vegan? I don't know if she's vegan though, but she, she's she's always been in shape. Yeah, she's yeah. always been in shape, but this time around, like I'm, she's. 40. I think she is. Oh yeah, she is about 40. Yeah. Wow. She looks she looks like she can pass as if she takes off the makeup, she could probably pass as 18. Yeah, so we're hopefully we'll get some of these people to um, do some crossovers and we'll talk about their routine and their work. Yeah, workouts. please, Kofi. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Um, again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Uh, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. You can catch me on TMZ, um, uh, Women's Pro Wrestling uh, Weekly, uh, Raw TV show. Um, a lot. Of, oh, also, there's a couple radio shows. I just signed one in Atlanta, so for my folks in Atlanta, you, you can are definitely... Every yeah, I'm trying to okay. hustle, man. Nice. Trying to get that condo to myself because I don't have an Alex Rodriguez. But <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs> we'll work on that for you. <laughs> From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario, Kristen, Tim, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.